Agent Power Huddle is a daily jumpstart, giving you all the tools you need to create an amazing real estate career. Led by top experts in the field, you'll learn how to sell more houses in less time while creating the life you want. Welcome to the Agent Power Huddle. Good morning, guys. How are you feeling? I got Dan and Augie and Danny. You guys, I see you on camera. I know there's a lot of people on Facebook I cannot see, but I feel you in spirit. I feel you guys in spirit there. Michael, what's going on? I was just texting our guest host to uh, see. I just talked to him a few minutes ago, so I know he's getting on here this morning. We have a guest. There he is. His name is not Ashley. His name is Kevin. I'm going to rename him on here. So uh, will you guys, uh, Zach or Autumn, will you make... Uh, Will you make Ashley Coates to change her <laughs> to the co-host and rename her, rename Ashley as Kevin? I, I, it's actually I should be able to Kevin. do it my, myself. Okay. Let's see. There we go. Not <laughs> right, Ashley. So, so while you're setting yourself up, Kevin, I'm going to brag about you. So our oh. guest, our guest host today, we're talking about um, how to generate seller listings. He is someone that I met years ago in real estate, quickly became friends. And you ever just meet someone that just masters whatever they do? Right, like he just starts getting into it, and you look at it like he makes it look so easy, but he really hustles and he learns so fast. A uh, good example of that is we were talking the other day, and we were asking. You know, I gave him a book recommendation. It must have been like a day later, maybe a day and a half. He texted me. He was like, hey, "It was a good book." I'm like, "Dude, I just told you about that the other day." He like bought it, read it, got it down, and we actually have an interview with the with the. He set up an interview with the author of the book for tomorrow. <laughs> if, if you guys have read the book, uh, Building an Empire, uh, Brian Carruthers, it, uh, Kevin set up an interview with, with uh, Brian tomorrow. Like, like, that's the type of guy Kevin is. So he has mastered the game of lead seller lead generation, really just mastered the game of real estate. Where, where do you want to start this morning, Kevin? That's, wow. What an introduction. Thank you. Thanks for that. I don't know. I don't know if I can be able to meet, meet those, uh, fill those those shoes there, those big shoes there. You just you talked about somebody there. I don't know if that person's me, but um, the interview is, is going on tomorrow, and you're you're actually going to co-host with me. That's awesome. So, um, I'm excited. And and uh, for those that are part know anything about Brian Caruthers, I, I was pronouncing it Caruthers, but uh, he wrote the book Building an Empire, and it um, it's pretty big on like MLM. I'm not I'm not part of like an MLM at all. I mean, of course there's, there's Keller Williams, there's EXP, the two big, biggest and baddest. Right. But, um, he's got some great concepts and, um, different things that he talks about in his book. If anybody's in doing anything with MLM, if you're part of EXP, like this is a book that you definitely should check out. And, um, like I said, I'm not, but I still found some really great tools, um, and things that he mentioned in the book that I'm going to, I'm going to use. So we're going to interview the author tomorrow. And I know there's a lot of uh, really successful people that work at EXP and Keller Williams who um, who like love this book and love this author and everything. So it's kind of a big deal to me that that we're going to get a chance to talk to him tomorrow. And Jesse's going to co-host because Jesse's the one that introduced the book and everything. So here we go. But um, but one one thing real quick on the technical side, I'm I'm getting um, notifications for to admit people. So I don't yeah, know if I'm you, like you, the host. No, no, you could. We made you a co-host. You, you could ignore. Okay, those. okay. So yeah, I just well, was. I'm just admitting people. So it's yeah, oh, yeah, you, you can't. Now we, we, we got we, Autumn okay. Zachary there. They're admitting people. You're good. Um, okay. So we're going to talk about se uh, seller leads. And um, of course, this topic is, um, is, is, is very important right now because there aren't, there aren't very, there's a lot of buyers out there and uh, there's, there's not, um, there's, there's also sellers, but we need more. Right. And we want to be in front of those sellers. And the question becomes like, how do we obviously get in front of them? Whatever, like, let's get straight to the point. 
Um, there's a few, a few things, and this is going to be quick. There's a few leads that I do a lot with lead gen. I'm doing, I'm big on leads. I, we generate over like 60 to 80 leads an hour right now through, through follow-up boss. And, um, so the, but the challenge is seller leads. So there's, there's, you can buy these leads and you can generate them yourself. The first two places I'm going to tell you is where you can buy them. And then I'm going to tell you how you can generate them yourself. So the first two places you can buy them, uh, first is easy one, um, Facebook type company that generates leads through, through Facebook and it's called street text. Okay. That's not a big deal. Anybody can go to, go to street text. Anybody can buy for leads from street text. Those leads have actually been pretty good for us. Um, you know, just in terms of reach, reaching out, following up, not, not a, not a like game change or anything like not nothing against street text. They're great, but nothing that you guys don't already know. Second, um, is, uh, going a little bit outside the box, outside of real estate, start thinking about, okay, where, where can, um, I find people that are not necessarily like registering for real estate, some, somebody to get back to them regarding buying a house. That's usually what we talk about. And, and maybe not even regarding selling a house, but what we look for are indicators um, of uh, like basically activities that people, that people do that might lead them to selling a home. Um, one of those activities is potentially, maybe not necessarily connected, but could lead to is a refi, okay? A refinance. How is that connected to selling a house? Well, there's a, a process to get refinanced and that's you have to apply for a, yeah, basically re, reapplying for a loan, right? And um, some people get their loan and they move on with the refinance. And typically with two, two reasons why somebody refinances a, a house. One is, and, and there's one common denominator though, it's the payment. Like it's, it's money. It's money's the situation, okay? They're trying to fix a money situation, whether they want to improve their money situation or they're in a struggle and they need to you know, get out of a money situation. The bottom line is they're looking to end the money is the answer. Okay. So what we, so there's two things. One is they're either going to refinance to reduce their payment. Follow me. Just keep, stay with me now. I'm trust me. It's going to, it's going to get good. Uh, they're either going to reduce their monthly payment or they're going to cash out on the equity. And there's a lot of equity right now, but like we talked about earlier, there's one thing that they need to do in order to refinance. They have to qualify for a loan. Okay. But what happens if they don't qualify for a loan? What's the next step in that process? I have a money problem. I'm right. And I, I want to reduce my monthly payment or get my money, get equity out of my house. But I, but I don't buy, I apply for a loan, but it doesn't get approved. I get denied. Do I still have the money problem? Yeah. Do I, what's my, what's the big asset that I have that can possibly get me out of that money problem? my house, right? So what we're buying, what we're focusing on is rejected refinance leads. And a lot of the, those leads turn into listings because we talk to them about the opportunity to list their home. And a lot of people don't even realize that this it doesn't even come to mind that it's something that they even have an option to do. It's not even like on their, on their um, radar. So we're kind of like targeting um, sellers that have gone through that, but there's also a company that you could just buy these leads from. And we've generated, I mean, we've listed probably in the last, I don't know, not like, it's not like game changing, like in terms of the numbers, but we probably like in the last like 90 days, probably got like 10 listings out of it. Um, so, you know, so it's the rejected refinance leads. There's a company called fix and flip. 
and I, I wish I like was involved with them. I don't even have an affiliate with them. I totally came like unprepared, but, um, but it's a good, cool company. It's called fix and flip. And what they'll do is, um, like I said, they'll stay, they, they have this data that I'm, we're kind of working, putting pieces together to find these people that are, that have had rejected refinances. Um, but they actually have the data they have accurate data and they provide that data to you. And, um, it's, it's a good lead source because, um, like I said, there's, there's a lot of people are like, yes, yeah, I, I need to sell my house now because I, I, I was able to, I was trying to get a loan, didn't happen. I was trying to refinance, didn't happen. So it's like easy. And there's, there's a couple of questions that I like about this particular company that they, that they ask is one is, um, one is, do you want to talk to an agent? If they say yes, then like you you know, you're notified. And then there's another lead that they send you that they ask them, do you want to talk to an agent about selling your home? They don't answer yes, but they don't answer no. So you get that too. And the cost per lead is like, what do you think? What's the value of a seller right now? That's that's like in this situation. What would you say that the value might be? What would you be? Would you? What do you think would be like a reasonable number, Jesse? Like just throw it out. Given that, given that Realtor.com and Zillow, these guys are like skyrocketing, one hundred fifty dollars, two hundred dollars leads. What would you say for a seller right now that's got a rejected refinance? Two hundred, three hundred dollars a lead. Man, I should start a rejected refinance company, man. Uh, <laughs> it's like five bucks a lead. Okay. Like these companies don't know the value. They don't know how much agents are like really willing to pay. And they have so, so many. And, um, it's just, it's, it's crazy. So it's five bucks for, they call them a gold lead for someone that says, yes, I want to talk to an agent after a lead's been re- rejected, my refinance has been rejected. And then there's a, they're like a $2 or something for, um, the ones that don't answer the question. Now here's where we took it a step further because there's not a lot of people that buy these leads. So what I came to realize is, okay, you guys probably have a bunch of uh, rejected refinance clients or leads or whatever that you weren't able to sell, right? Because you don't have a lot of agents that buy them. So what happened to all the ones from like last year, the year before, like six months ago, three months ago, they're just sitting there, Kevin, like, I don't know. We're just, we don't really do anything with them. I'm like, let me have those. Right. So we, when you talk to them, find out if they have any leads in like older, older leads in your market that haven't been purchased and see if you can get those and you probably get those even cheaper. So, um, so that's the other thing. Is any, what do you think about that? Was that so far? Is that okay, Jesse? Like are you guys, you have a really smart group of people because you know, I, I don't want to like come here and get embarrassed, you know? So I want to make sure this is good. But look, look at everybody who's on, the people who are not on camera, they can type in the box, but everyone on camera, look at the smiles and the head nodding. Like this is a group of action takers who are like, dude, I'm in like, that's, that's awesome. Cool. That makes me feel good. Of course, you guys, if you guys were in my shoes, you'd probably feel the same way. You, you, you know I mean? <laughs> and I've never heard of that company. I mean, that, that is, so it is, it's rare in our industry because we talk about the same ones over and over. Like you said, Street Text, fantastic company. I'm not knocking them, but they've come up on so many mastermind calls. At this point, if you haven't heard of Street Text, I, check them out. Like they are an awesome company, but this is something I've never heard of. I've heard people targeting refi, you know, turn down refi leads, but I didn't have a good source for data. And that cost is really cheap. It's yeah. And, and I'd say do like go, go outside. Right. It's like, let's not, let's not only focus on the, the kind of mainstream companies let's look at. And so look at the outside the box, mortgage leads, you know, people that are interested in, in if they have a home to sell and they've got some, I can't think of what else it could be. Right. Here's one thing that we did. This is kind of interesting going a little off topic, but interesting nonetheless. Um, so thinking outside the box, where are people 
What are the activities that they're taking um, that might lead them to selling their home? Okay. If somebody is selling their home, do they have to typically, is there something that it might have to fix up? You know, it might have to clean up, spruce up. You have to fix the broken glass, the mirrors crack, the sliding door doesn't open. Okay. What do people usually do when they, when they need that? If I'm, I'm not handy, I'm not a handyman, but if I need some little thing fixed, where am I going to go? Just throw it out. Maybe you might go to a handyman app, right? I've done that a million times. Okay. So what we did is just long story short, we, we started a handyman company and uh, we started putting ads out for handyman like opportunities and, and lists or whatever. Like basically we provide this service as a handyman, as a handyman service. And I, I partnered with the guy that like, I literally called to like fix up a place, a thing at my house. All right. So I was like, I, I connected with him like, Hey, um, if I give you opportunities, would you be willing to work something out? Whatever. So fast forward, we're doing probably like a thousand dollars a month, like just take home off of handyman stuff. And then we're generating leads off of it. And we've had listings as a result. So, um, and it's super easy. Like, so you can, anybody can do it. Like, it's not hard. You can get ENO. Um, and if you want to go this route, okay. Like this, if you want to go, but the way I see it is like, I'm going to pay $200 a lead. Why don't I go start my own handyman company? It's the same thing. I'm going to pay for ENO. I'm going to pay for a lead. It's the same, but it's just, nobody else is doing this. Right. And I'm getting these leads and they're exclusive. So what, what we do is the handyman goes out, he does a, a job and then I give him 500 bucks. If we get a listing, you can play around and give him a hundred bucks if you get an appointment, but we also take 20% of whatever he does. I don't have to stick to only real estate. Okay. Like let's get, let's get entrepreneurial. Let's think outside the box. So that's another thing. And, and it's not only handyman. What else could you do? What else, what other things could I buy? Could I run as a business? Super easy. I have, I literally have an ISA that takes the calls, sets the appointment. Todd goes out. The company is called Todd's Handyman Service. You don't even need it. We set up an escort. You don't need to do that. But I named it after him because I want him to get excited. He has his friends working, stuff like that. So, and I'm helping him out too. His dude was like, he was like in a tough situation too. So it's just a nice, great win-win situation for everyone. And then we get listings out of it and we make a little money out of it. Okay. So, but you, but if you're going to do the handyman thing, I recommend like going through the right steps, getting, you know, set up um, and, and all that. And if anyone needs like know where to go for that, just let me know. Um, and I have one more thing and then we can wrap can, up. Can I, can, can I ask you a question on that? Okay, so let me ask you a question though. Did yeah. you, uh, did you try partnering with existing handymen and like reaching out to them and seeing if they get these sort of like just leveraging the existing handyman workforce out there? The story on that is I had someone that I, I uh, called through a handyman service. He came, he did a good job. He was kind of a funny guy. Like I kind of liked him, you know, and, I, and he was like homeless. Okay. He was a homeless guy. Um, and he's living here and there. I just kept asking him to fix stuff and um, he kept coming in and fixing it, doing a great job. And when he'd leave, I'd be like smiling. The guy was like funny. So, and then like it came to a point where I could just tell you guy was struggling. So I was like, Hey, why, why don't I just start something for this dude? He can go, go work. I can make something out of it. And that's what happened. So for me, it was like, I just connected with the person that was already doing work at my house. It's not hard. I mean, if you want to take a chance, there's people standing in front of home Depot right now. I can go oh, meet yeah. them. Like, right. So because well, that- the way we set it up with our, you know, is like, I'm a lead provider to that handyman. Now right. I'm not, I'm not like responsible. So I'm, all I'm doing is like setting up the likes, the, the conversation. 
No, that that's I didn't. That's an incredible story. I didn't realize you. I mean, that's such a cool thing. Um, I, I was asking more like, there's all these handymen already out there. If if some of these people on the on the huddle right now are like, I don't know if I want to start my own handyman company. I don't know if I'm going to drive that volume of, of business. Oh, what if, yeah. what if they reached out to just handyman in their town and said, Hey, Dude, that's a great, yeah. If you don't want to go, <laughs> see, that's why you got, that's why, that's why you're clever, man. So yeah, no, uh, <laughs> I didn't, like I went the hard route. Like I went started a business. <laughs> it's, not, it's not the hard route. It's the entrepreneur. Like that's what I was saying about Kevin guys. He's such an entrepreneur and he's just, he's going to met whatever it is. He's going to master it. He's not going to go talk to people or handyman. He's going to go start his own company, oh, generate his God. own leads and go drive it. It's I love so it. Funny Kevin. That even like, yeah, I probably should have done that. Right. But yeah, no, <laughs> that's uh that, that's, that's, that's a great idea. Yeah. No, just do that. I mean, you don't have to, it's just like, they'll just feed them to you. Yeah. All right. We'll, we'll keep masterminding that one offline. We'll, we'll come back to you. Maybe we'll, we'll create a, uh, you know, a, a home prep package or something like that. You can go market and go. We're going to bring you on as an advisor. All right. Cool. I'm going to have to look at all my businesses. Dude. <laughs> all right. What was your last tip? I know you got to run. Okay. Some, last, what tip, was your last tip. Um, well, I don't know if you guys want one more. Or should we just wrap up? I guess it's okay. All right. All right. So real quick, this is not like, again, rocket science either, but I'm going to, sh- um, can I share my screen? Yep. You can. Um, my shirt, my screen. Oh, wait, I have, I have to do it right. Hold on. Yeah. There's only 28 people on. So I'm going to. 20 people here. Plus we got some people on Facebook and the podcast listeners. Don't worry. They won't be able to see this. They'll only listen okay. to it. Well, this is like, this is one that's like, this one's really good too, but. See it. Um, Okay, so you guys uh only it only works if you have realist. Does everyone have realist? If you don't, it's in your market. So through through the tax record, if you have realist, if you're in certain markets, I know across the country there are um people that have access to realist. Okay, it's like the tax record, core logic. We have through our MLS, our tax record is with realist. Anyway, so with realist, you can um you can find people's um, basically you put in an address, any address, I'll just put this one. Um, and what it will show you is, um, there's a lot of companies out there like, like Remine, like Revaluate, like, and these are great companies. I love them. Right. I love Chris from Revaluate, but they charge us, they charge you a fee to go and pull data to, uh, tell you if someone's likely to sell. Okay. But the tax record does it for you. So all that money that people are paying remind all these other companies, you could just do it through your tax record and you could just go in and pull who's got a high sell score. And I know this works because this is my mom's house and, uh, and she wants to sell her house and, um, she's not, it's not on the MLS or anything like that. So, um, and this happened many, many times. Like we'd be talking to people on the phone they have no, no, nothing online. There's no, no MLS listing, no Redfin or anything like that. Um, and they, they want to sell like one of these um, rejected refinance leads. They want to sell. I go and look up their sell score on the tax record and it's like very high sell score, you know? So it works. Um, so if you have access to this, you should be uh, using it. And these are people that, have, like I said, have high sell scores. And then what we do is we create a list. I just had it here, but I wanted to pull this up and show you guys. Um, I had it set up for you, but what I do is I put it on like on a, on a spreadsheet 
And then um, I sort by the cell score. And then we just go down the list and um, start, you're going to start sending out CMAs. Um, right. So these guys are like 824 cell score and just go down. 824 is really high, by the way. The one that my mom had and she wants to sell is six, six something. So this is an 824 cell score. 3965 Cesar Chavez. Wow, I actually sold this house back in the day. Crazy. Um, and um, this is San Francisco, by the way. These are high sell score people. But so now I know who wants to sell or who's, who's, who's got indication of selling based on their activity. There's so much we can do with that, right? We have their name, we have their address. Now, I'm not someone who is, uh, you know, like make sure if you guys are messaging people and stuff like that, you get opt-ins, but there's pl there are places you can go to get skip trace information. We can pull people's information, like their name, phone number, email, all that. Um, so like this company is called Skip Genie that you could just go and enter in. Like I'll enter in Jesse's info real quick. Actually, I'll just put my info. Um, <laughs> But uh, you can find out just like phone number, right? Email. But anyway, I'm not saying that that's what you should do, but that's something that you can do. Make sure you are talking to people and you have an opt-in from them. And then like the point is with this, this is not rocket science. I mean, it's you probably, a lot of people don't know this exists, so that alone is valuable. But the point is get find people that are likely to sell and start targeting them, okay? We can get in a lot of different ways to target them. Um, you know, like you can send out mailers, you can send out, you can send out uh, CMAs. I think everybody should be doing at least two CMAs a day as an individual agent. Um, and once we've gotten them to opt in, then like we could put them on a drip campaign in active in uh, agent legend, which you guys know yeah. about agent legend. Yeah. And we've so, got, we've got a question by the way, from Facebook, uh, Kevin, mm -hmm. one of the people watching there who's asking, what is that score based on? I mean, it, it's, it's, it's really just an algorithm. How would you explain it? It's just based on some. Yeah. You know, um, I think what, what, it, like what these companies do, they pull data, like right now your credit card provider, like American express, they have, they have agreements with all kinds of data providers, you know, so they can retarget you and do all this. It's all through like, I don't know. Okay. So the answer is, I don't know what exactly they look for, but all I know is that it's accurate, but they look, but they base it on activity that's public record activity that is like maybe someone filed a bankruptcy, any, whatever's pu any public record. So go there's ahead. A, there's a digital footprint. I mean, like I was just going to say, I, I can't explain it either, but there's a digital footprint that all of us leave online of our behaviors. When we pull out money, what we buy, the types of things we buy, what we do, and all of those things combined, they have enough big data to analyze it that the machines know what we're going to do. Right? They, they don't know with 100% accuracy, but there's things that everybody's going to sell their house in common tend to do as they get closer and closer to selling. Right? Connie has typed in the chat, they have the age of the owner, the equity. They probably have the age of your children, the, the you know, things that are going on. I mean, if, if someone has a baby, all of a sudden you start getting all these different marketing things. It's all, life changes promote all of these data markers. So absolutely. All right. You want to show us the age and legend? This is, this is cool. Yeah. So then, so then what we do is like, if, uh, if we have an opted in list, uh, that's another conversation. Okay. So I'm not going to go into that, how to like, get people to opt in, but you need to get them to opt in. And then once you've gotten them to opt in, you sent them some, like we'll send them a mailer, let's say this one happens to be for a project we're doing with actually with Tim Ray in Kansas city, where we're buying property, but we're using the same exact method. So we're taking this, like we haven't even taken the sell score part yet with, with that yet, but we're still getting really good responses. 
Um, but we're buying property in Kansas City. We send out mailers, and then um, we we then follow up with campaigns through Agent Legend. So it's not this is not like very exciting to me because, frankly, like we've been doing this for since like 2014. But if you're not doing this, then you should do it because like you should have some sort of drip campaign follow up on. Let's say you send out a CMA. Here's a good example. I get to someone that's got a good sales score. I call them. I, I first I send out a CMA, or maybe I call them first, and then. Um, I want some sort of follow-up to take place. And the problem that we end up having is like we, if I do two to four CMAs a day within six months, that's a lot of people I need to be following up on. So what ends up happening is only one room for so many things in the day for one person to do. So you need automation to go in the background. So this is what this is. So once you get to a point where you can't follow up on your own anymore, you need some sort of drip that is following up on your behalf. And so this is one that we use for sellers in Kansas City when we're mailing them stuff on whether they want to sell their house to us, but it works for any seller. Like, so basically we just send out an email next, uh, same day we send out a text. Now here's something that's important. Whatever you want to say in your text, you can copy mine. I don't care. It doesn't matter. But what you want to do is you always want to reference the last communication that you had with them. So it's like, it's not a cold, you kind of want to reduce the, the, the temperature. You don't want it to be super cold. You want it to be a little bit warmer. So you want, actually want to increase the temperature. But uh, what you want to do is reference the previous message. So it's like, hey, it's Ashley. I'm a real estate investor. I sent you an email earlier. So there's my reference of the email that I sent earlier. So they're not like, who is this? Um, and, uh, and then have you ever considered selling a home? I like to make an offer. And the same thing with the email. We reference the letter that we sent. So you could say, hey, this is Ashley. I'm following up on a letter that I sent you, right? So that's like one little trick that uh, communication wise ends up being a little better. Um, and then, so then here's our campaign. So we'll go like day one, email and text, day two, another text. And then this is what I learned from our good friend, Tristan. He says, uh, do the nudge text, right? So I send a text, I leave, them, I leave it kind of with a question at the end. Hi, right, it's Ashley, I sent you a message yesterday. There's my reference. Would you, be open to an all cash offer on your home. A lot of psychology there too. Um, there, but that's the question. Would you be all open to an all cash offer on your home? I can make a fair market offer. More psychology there. But let's say they don't answer. No message, no reply. 15 minutes later, just send a little nudge text. You guys probably know about this. Where you just say a little, let me know with like a smiley face, like super like casual, no, no, no big deal, but it just kind of reminds them and it puts a little kind of extra like ball in your court feeling. And a lot of times you don't get any replies on these, but you get the reply on the, let me know. Don't ask me why. I mean, there's probably some, definitely some deep psychology there, but, um, but then, so that, so, so that's what we do. And then the next message is a voicemail and then, uh, another text like a few days later. And then after five days, I kind of just say, okay, these guys are, I'm not going to keep hitting them up. Like I'm going to leave them alone. Um, then I send them a message like three, three, three weeks later. And all these people are going through Rupler, which is a new app that we're using that has automated messages, which this is actually something you guys could, if you're interested in purchasing, this is available. I'm yes, I am involved with this, but, um, but basically it's all automated messages. So when these leads come back, they register. Again, we talked about earlier, I'm too busy. I have too many things going on, running around with the head, chick, chicken cut off, whatever, head with his chicken with his head cut off. Can't keep up. 
Okay, so I need something in the background to keep going, right? I need conversations to be happening when I'm out on a listing appointment. I'm out on a showing. Okay, so that's what this does. This is all automated. Everything you're looking at, besides the answers, is automated. So, hi, Antonio, let's help you find your home. Click yes to get started. So, uh, this is not a good example, but we have um, other conversations that people are like really long conversation. I just pulled up like the worst example. Um, Okay, this is one. So this is like automated replies. And um, okay, and it's like, it keeps going. There's more messages here. You guys are following along. But basically it's like, great, Cynthia, are you looking for a foreclosure or a great deal? No, we don't want anyone to say foreclosure. We're, we only want great deals. But she said, great deal. Okay, let's nail down your area. How many bedrooms? Three, how many bathrooms? Two. Are you looking for an investment or to live in? Live in, sounds good. Okay, what? which, what area do you want to live in? She starts mentioning the areas. Like, this is like the coolest thing ever to watch this, by the way. It's like, I feel like, you know, like God, you know, like I'm like watching this go on. It's like, a, you know, you feel like all, you know, it's kind of like a crazy feeling, but these are all um, actual, like I said, these are automated messages, but they're replying and it feels odd. It doesn't feel automated because we wait. That's the problem with automation. It's too, like, it's too fast. It's too good. You know, it's too perfect that's another thing like make some mistakes sometimes when you're doing your messages like make a little typo or capitalize a letter that shouldn't be capitalized you know that's the trick i don't nobody wants to feel like it's automated okay so that's what this does is we wait we don't send right away like you know when that thing starts saying it's typing you can see when someone's typing you don't want to like right when they answer boom it's typing again like no it's like a person you know they're, they're doing stuff so maybe wait a little bit before you reply anyway so that's what this is. And it does that. And it's like very effective and I'm not doing it justice right now, but I, I don't know, Kevin, this is pretty darn cool, man. And this might be a good place to wrap up here. I know you said we're, we're at the, uh, the bottom of the hour and, and Connie's asking in the, in the chat, what's the name of this program? If people want more, cause I've never even seen that you're working on this one. This is so cool. If people, yeah. if people want to get info on this one, how do they, how do they find it? You know, like the site's not even really ready. Uh, I just sent it because I, because I love you, dude. I wanted you people to get access to it first, honestly. It's called rupler.com. It's rupler, but it's not done yet. So I, I wouldn't go to your, I wouldn't go to the site. Um, just message, you guys you, want, message me, message me or message Jesse. If you guys want, we'll, we'll hook you up. Like you, you're getting like, you know, this is like early, early stages. It's, it's, uh, you're getting like, you're going to get a lot of like love and access. So, um, it's kind of like buying Bitcoin when it was like 0.0%, except this is not going to be worth like $15 billion. <laughs> <laughs> so um that's yeah that's it i hope you guys enjoyed it um Kevin, Kevin, this really is incredible this, you guys agree thumbs up wave your hands if you're like isn't this such amazing like you're a stud dude such good information so good Thanks, Thank yeah you. It's, a, it's a it's an honor man when you asked me i was like wow because you know this has been such a great group and and you've done a fen phenomenal job and just like you know congrats to everybody on because i know that um Jesse surrounds himself with like really good people. And so really yeah, good stuff. So yeah, amazing, I'd love to stay in people. contact with anybody. Yeah. Reach yeah, out to Kevin absolutely. guys. Kevin, do you have a preferred way to contact you? Facebook? I'm sorry. How do you want people to contact? you? Oh, um, yeah. I'll just put uh yeah, I'm on Facebook. Yeah. Facebook. Just message me. Um, I'll, I'll also put my email. Yeah. Kevin Markarian, M-A-R-K-A-R-I-A-N. Kevin Markarian. And he's tagged in the Facebook post. So you'll be able to see it in the replay. And he dropped his phone number there in the chat. All right, guys. Enjoy your day. Happy Thanks, Wednesday. Guys. Have a good day, everybody. Bye, guys.
If you'd like more information or to get connected to the Agent Power Huddle, join our free Facebook group. This call was designed for the agents in our EXP organization, but open to any agent from any brokerage. If you're a guest and you're interested in learning more about EXP or our specific resources within the Agent Collective, reach out to the person who invited you to this call to get more info. Produced by the Agent Collective Media Network.